everyone. Welcome along to an extended um, season edition of the Luton Town Supporters Trust podcast. I'm Kev. I've got the uh, usual two members of the crew, uh, Trust Chairman Tony Murray and the Lutonian journalist James Cunliffe with me. Before I uh, speak to those, uh, I should inform everyone that we're actually backstage at the presentation evening this evening. So um, if there is any noise in the background, it's literally because we're setting up for the big night where we find out exactly who will succeed Simon Sluga as the Luton Town player of the season. Okay, so coming up in this episode of the podcast, uh, we will. Well, Luton Town are in the playoffs, and we will uh, we will discuss just what an achievement that is. Actually, we will discuss how it happened uh, in terms of the last three matches and then we'll have a look ahead to the semi-final we now know that that semi-final is going to be against Huddersfield and once us three have stopped chatting me and James will go out and about during the presentation evening and we'll get the thoughts of those that are going to be in action on Friday and see their thoughts uh, ahead of that mouth-watering game chaps how are we doing we're good yeah, really, good. really good, mate. Except I had to walk here, and uh, I don't know how I feel about walking past the the oldie store that put paid to the the Youth Academy Dome. I'm not sure how I feel about it. But, you know. <laughs> I'm sure a few beers at the presentation evening tonight will make you um, somewhat happier uh, with that, though. Yeah. Um, well, Tony, I'll come to you first because when we started this podcast, this is the fifth season of this podcast. We were in League Two. We are now three games away from the Premier League. Um, so we're in the playoffs, we finished sixth in the championship. Just what an achievement is that? Oh, it's a fantastic achievement and it's a it's a fantastic story. Um you know, we, we, we knew we were heading in the right direction and we were progressing. Um but I don't think any of us thought we would progress the speed we have done. Um right at the start of the season we were looking for a a position anywhere above 12th and uh, if anybody had said we'd finish in the playoffs we'd have said yeah what are you what are you smoking what are you on what are you taking but <laughs> credit where credit's due um it's been a fantastic s- season um the side have proved their worth the whole squad have worked uh we've had a few hiccups along the way but they've shown their strength of character uh and the fact that the way they've recovered from uh, those hiccups and uh, the fact that we've only had back-to-back defeats once is is fantastic. And the fact, what is it, 19 clean sheets yep. um, is a tremendous achievement. You know, um, we can all remember the dark despair we felt in 2009. Um, but right now I feel like saying EFL, FA, right up ya. <laughs> you know, we're back and we're here to stay. Yeah, absolutely we are. I mean, James, when we started out on this podcast journey five years ago, if someone had said we were going to be three games from the Premier League five years later, you couldn't possibly have scripted that because it's impossible to script. If somebody said we'd still be doing the podcast five years later after the noise that went on the bar <laughs> in that first podcast. There, yeah. uh, <laughs> ironically, at this very venue yeah, as well. The bar made a job to see, didn't you? Oh, the, the ace... Uh, a crockery juggler as well, yeah. yeah. That weird, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, it's um, listen. The the national media are salivating over the potential of a fairy uh, fairy tale here, um, which is you know loot and go up. But that's for them. For everyone else here that will come into this uh, room today for the presentation evening, and everybody that was at Kenworth Road yesterday, and all the people that watched, and anyone of a hat's persuasion is already a fairy tale, as far as I'm concerned. Um, for Luton to do what they've done. And progress and progress and progress consistently ever since Nathan Jones turned up uh, and to get in the 
playoffs um, and have that shot. Uh, it, Luton are the underdogs now, and that is perfect for them. That it, it really is. And so, whatever happens, it's an incredible, remarkable story. Um, the, the, the fairy tales happened. It can just get better, and uh, the, the 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 ending can be better. <laughs> That's it. Tony, we weren't watching the game on Sky yesterday. We were both at Kenilworth Road, but there was a caption that's come up during the game that's been shared on Twitter about the um, amount that it costs to put the squads together. And you've got Fulham at 156 million. You've got Bournemouth well over 100 million. You've even got Nottingham Forest in the playoffs pushing 50 million. And then you've got Luton at 1.5 million. If there's a, a caption that highlights the achievement this season, it's probably that. Oh God, yes. I mean, we've just shown that it's possible to have success without spending mega, mega amounts of money. Um, and we we don't owe money to anybody. Um, we've worked hard. We're, we're possibly not the highest in terms of quality and skill, but we've got an unbelievable spirit there in that squad, in that team. It's not just the squad and the management. It's all the staff at the club and it's all the supporters pulling together in the same direction. And if what we've been through with being effectively chucked out of the league has has meant that um, the big positive of that is how we've all come together and we'll fight for our football club and we'll do what's right and we won't let anybody do our football club down. And there were certainly shades of that yesterday, James, because the atmosphere at Kenworth Road, it was always going to be incredible. It absolutely was incredible. And the fans and everyone has kind of contributed to this season. You know, we've got 75 points in the championship. That's a hell of a lot of points. Uh, in any season, let alone in the championship, you know, when we were when we were in the playoffs in League Two four years ago, we only got two more points than this. So it's 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 an incredible achievement and one that just shows football that it's not all about money. Oh, that's that's exactly it. Um, I wrote in my uh, report yesterday after the game that um, there's there's one thing that Luton that there's a number of things that Luton have that the. Um, 18 sides below them that didn't make the uh, the, the the playoffs that they, they don't have, and um, those really are uh, a, a remarkable tale as well. Um, so I said, uh, you know, they've got togetherness, the championship manager of the year, owners that love the club, principles, and a sustainable long-term plan. And when you've got those, you know, in the murky world of football, it just means uh, not everything is about money and that it is something really really to be proud of about this football club um it, it it's a massive part of the community it, it, it speaks for the people as all football clubs should do but not all actually do and this club does um uh and it, it really makes you proud to be a lutonian even if you're not a house fan um i think it should do it's, it's a really important part of the community i think and for them to get in the playoffs with those um, things that people are calling adversity against uh, the you know money bags clubs in this uh, league, but but we I think call um, you know hard work and and, and uh, a, a plan and uh, a, a way around it. It's a model that I think other football clubs should be copying because. Football's in the shitter in terms of finances. The pandemic really highlighted that, and there's clubs that have gone out of business, uh, and 
I'm surprised there weren't more because there was supposed to be a tidal wave when the pandemic hit. But what Luton Town have done to be where they are is A, not a fluke, and B, something else everybody else should be looking at. But I did see that Nathan Jones said, um, I think on Sky, it's one thing to have that ambition, have that plan. It's another thing to implement it. That's the hard thing. And what they've done at this club is do that for the last six, no, I mean, six years under Nathan, but let's be honest, we've got to credit John Steele as well. And we've got to credit what 2020 have done to stabilize the club and get them to that point. So, um, yeah, just an absolutely remarkable thing. And, um, it's something to, to really savor when they, when they cross that white line on Friday. Yeah, quite right to recognise um, John Steele started this sort of um, return to the league and, and where we are now. They haven't got any quieter around here, have they, from when we first did that last <laughs> podcast, that's for sure. So we do apologise if uh, you are picking up a bit of background noise. But as I say, we are backstage at what is the biggest night of the year for the supporters trust. Um, I'm going to throw this open to both of you because, Tony, you rightly mentioned that for everyone outside of the Luton camp, being in the top six this season is incredible unbelievable and that kind of thing but we've been fortunate enough to have a foot in the camp throughout the course of the season courtesy of the players volunteering to come on the podcast with us and each one of them to a man have said top six is our aim top six is our aim and what i liked about it is they've not shirked that they've not hidden it from the fans they've not hidden it from us from us three they've told us fair and squared look we want to be in the top six so for them to achieve it i'm over the moon for the players in particular Oh, it's fantastic for them, Kev. But I'm I'm not surprised they think that because who else knows better what they're capable of than the players themselves and Nathan and everything. And uh, no, there's no negative members of that squad. There's nobody who can put them on the down there. They're all fighting. They're all pulling in the same way. And um, if you listen to the players throughout, then it's no surprise, really. Um, but as supporters, you're always thinking, well, the club, they're all going to talk it up. They're going to big themselves up. Uh, and in reality, it's not going to happen. But we should have been listening to them right from the word go. We absolutely should. I mean, James, you know, their ambition was clearly there. And obviously it wasn't an unrealistic one because they've achieved their ambition and fair play to the players. Nathan said ahead of Saturday's game, which we'll talk about in more detail in a minute, we are bang on plan. Five points from, sorry, eight points from every five games and then we get a bonus game and they, and they hit their targets all the way. So fair play to them. Yeah, they did. They've, they've done everything they've set out to, um, it, it's actually quite telling, uh, that the pitch side interview yesterday on the Sky Sports, the, uh, so when you get people that aren't that connected to the club, they see what's happening, but they're not, you know, uh, in, into it day to day. So the, the reporter asked Sonny Bradley on the pitch. So, you know, at the beginning of the season, do you really think you were going to be here? As if like he'd go, oh no, I didn't think that. And Sonny Bradley was like, just matter of fact, very Yorkshire and just went, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. It's the same one. He like gave a little spiel about why, which is pretty much what you said about the points hall and stuff like that. But, it, it just goes to show how underestimated this achievement is by everybody else. But I don't think anyone that's associated with Luton. Um, we've seen the building blocks to this. Um, I, I, and another thing I think it's very important to say is this, the, the, the playoffs are going to be wonderful. It's going to be exciting. If it doesn't happen this season, don't worry. <laughs> it's not going to go away. This is not going to end after this. I think Nathan even said it was in the, last press conference I was in uh, that they're not going to be a Barnsley they're not going to go down they, they've they've built towards this and it's a sustainable thing 
Um, so it'll come again if it, if it doesn't happen. But if it does, <laughs> what a story. What a three weeks we've hopefully three weeks we've got to look forward to. So, Tony, what do you we had three games left of the season when we last did the podcast. I think we were all kind of confident that we'd get three of the points that we needed against Blackpool. And But for a linesman who clearly didn't have any idea of what he was doing on the afternoon, we would have got those three points and we would have secured the playoffs at the first hit. But really and truly, I think I don't think we can deprive Blackpool of a point in that game. I thought they were decent enough value for it. Yeah. Um, overall, if you look at the game, the draw was a fair result. Um, I, I felt that we overall flattered to deceive. We started really well. We had a fantastic start and we just petted out and Blackpool kept going all the way through the game, giving us uh, a good game, uh, considering they had nothing on the game. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm happy with that. But you say we were all disappointed and annoyed at the decision. Um, you know, great. The lino came up and apologized to Nathan, but, it's not a lot of good then, is it? But as it turned out, we didn't need those two points that were thrown away. So um, put it down to experience. I mean, it, it's very true. If you look back all, uh, over a season, it all evens itself out. And you could say that, you know, we were unlucky against Blackpool, but we got the luck yesterday. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, though, just to jump in there. I think, I think that that decision has been quite costly because obviously... It injured Elijah Adebayo in the process. And if the goal had been um, given, which it should have been, then arguably you don't have to go out and really chase it against, oh, they didn't anyway against Fulham, but uh, really chase it against Reading. And you can rest some players, which would have been really needed considering the injury list. I mean, luckily, we'll get to it. The players that came back for Reading uh, is a good thing. And, and hopefully more will be back for Friday. We'll see. But... Um, yeah, I think it's it's one of those where you look back and just think, you know, if the right decision was given, maybe Luton would be in a better I, physical I know, shape. I know what you're saying, James, but things happen in football matches. You know, players can get injured at any time. Yeah, yeah. It was unfortunate, you know. It was unfortunate. And, and to be honest, I can, un, I can accept mistakes. But the penalty decision on Robert Snodgrass. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if you're a referee at the second tier level, you can't miss that because he's absolutely cleaned out. Forget whether the linesman's flagged a little bit happy, a little bit early, sorry, for the winning goal. Um, you know, these things happen. He got it wrong. Fair enough. But an, a qualified official cannot get that Robert Snodgrass penalty wrong. He had wrong. a clear view of it as well. Absolutely clear view. And he actually waved play on as if to say no foul. I think I think he knew it in retrospect about five seconds later when somebody, uh, one of their players clattered into somebody and he booked them straight away. It was nowhere near a booking compared to some of the challenges that had gone in, in that game. And I think it's one of those ones where we always go, as he tried to even that out and like, it's not even it out, is it? Because it's a penalty. It's cold. Stonewall penalty. Simple as. It's more of a penalty than the penalty he gave at the other mm. end, which I'm not saying wasn't a penalty. I'm simply saying this one was an absolute clear as day foul contact on both of his legs, clearly wiped him out, whereas Potts might just have infringed the Blackpool uh, player's yeah. run rather than actually wipe him out. I mean, you know, at full speed, that the Potts one, you give that. But when you look at it, I don't think he's touched him and he's absolutely sold the referee there and the referee's bought it. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing. Um, but, uh, you know, ultimately looting the playoffs at the end of it. So it's it's good in that respect. I just wonder what could have been on the injury front otherwise. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, we're sixth. We'd have been fifth with those extra two points. We'll have been potentially able to chase down the 
fourth and third with those extra two points, you know, or like you say, we'd have been able to have managed the game against Fulham, but to be fair, Tony, we managed it pretty well. Unfortunately, all the management was picking the ball out of our net (laughs) because, um, well, it wasn't a Monday afternoon in London that any of us enjoyed, really. Mm, No. Um, Do do you know, the the only thing I'd say about chasing the other sides down, Kev, um, which would have been all well and good, but we wouldn't be in the position now of being the underdogs, which is what we like. But, you're right about that Fulham game. We only competed with them for the first 20 minutes. And then they hit us with two quick goals. And I, and, and I think the, the instructions went out from the bench. I mean, I can't categorically say it, but I, I feel that it was, don't get yourself booked, don't go in too hard, don't get injured. Mm. Because really, at the end of the day, it was Fulham's party. They were, they were up for it. They wanted that title. And, uh, I, I, you know, it was hard. I mean, that, how many cars did we pick up in that game? Was it seven or? Yeah, well, it was five in the first half. Yeah. Um, another referee who we've had issues with this season because it was the same referee that, uh, was involved in the Jordan Clark incident at West Brom right back in the first away game of the season. And any time that anyone breathed on the Fulham player, it was a book in. And any time mm. the other way around, it was just crack on sort of thing. And, I thought That's some of so those bookings, frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, I thought games. some of those bookings were a bit wrong as well, and it might have allowed us to keep the score down because I think James, I think I think Tony's right. No one at the club is going to come out and say, "Look, we sacked it off," but I think at halftime, the clear message was: eleven players finish this game of football, and we don't pick up any more injuries. Yeah, I, I mean it. In the grand scheme of things, and that's probably right as well. Yeah. I should say. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. We all paid a pretty penny to be down there, but the bigger picture at halftime in that game, two 0 down against Fulham, you're not coming back from there with the best will in the world, particularly with the players that we had missing that day. Yeah. The fact, the focus then had to go to to the final game on on the on the Saturday. Yeah, and I don't think goal difference mattered so much. I mean, it did wipe it out, but when you're in the position that you just need to win that last game against a team that should have been relegated, were it not for a points deduction with Derby. Then you take it, wouldn't you? And you, you say go for it. But um, yeah, it's um, I, I, you know, I don't think we we were all we all saw the Brentford one, didn't we? Brentford seven nil. That was far more devastating. This one was just like, ah, well, that was a bit annoying. Yeah. On to the next one, and yeah. so it proved because you know Luton have got now got this resilient record of bouncing back all the time, yeah. and so we trust that they are going to do that. Um, you know, Fulham have blown loads of teams away in this division. They, 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 the thing they won you seven nil at Blackburn, didn't they? Yeah, so and at Reading. Yeah, yeah, it was the third the, time the, they scored. The thing it. you mentioned at the top of the podcast about the finances—they're at the top of the tree of that as well. They're like 150 million pound squad, um, and they've, you know, <laughs> arguably the if they keep that squad, they're probably going to lose Cavalio and Mitrovic never scores in the Premier League. So maybe they'll come back down again and then look at that. It's finances again, isn't it? Spent 150 million for what? Parachute payments probably, but. Mm. Yeah, I think the, I think it was the price of football Twitter feed that said Mitrovic has paid more in a week or is the same in a week as what our squad is paid in a whole week. I mean, it was all about the last game of the season, Tony. And I actually think that getting beaten at Fulham was a blessing in disguise because there was none of this. Had we've got a draw at Fulham, there could have been, oh, a point's good enough do we hold on for a point there was none of that go and win the game against Reading and you know exactly where you are and um, lo and behold although as it turned out we didn't need to win the game we could have lost we didn't even have played the game we'd mm-hmm. still have been in the playoffs mm-hmm. but um, it made for a great atmosphere uh, the town came flying out of the blocks could have been 2-0 up in the first five minutes dominated the game and got exactly what we deserved mm. exactly yeah um, 
and it was in our hands still. Um, I'd much rather have had that, that, you know, that we'd had to go out and we had to start on the front foot, which is what we did. And uh, we, we got the win. And as it turned out, five points clear of the next club. So we well deserved it. Um, I think they got it spot on. I mean, I've got to say though, Kev, fair play to, to Reading. They didn't just turn over uh, and, and make it easy for us. They, they gave us a game yesterday and uh, considering they, they had a lot of injuries as well um, I don't think it was a bad game of football actually yeah no that was a much better effort from Reading at our place than it was for, at their place that's mm. absolutely for sure um, and really and truly James the game was decided well I mean pantomime season in this country <laughs> is in December isn't it but came about in, <laughs> came about in May on Saturday because he's, uh, behind, he's behind you, you. Yeah. Yeah. hide and seek champion of the world I've <laughs> called him <laughs> that is it just yeah, when you need something a little bit special, um, most people think, you know, top core screen or something like that. But well, that's what I said about the yeah. luck evening up. Yeah. The, th- the thing is, uh, Harry Cornick's ruined that for everybody for about yeah. a season now because there's no chance a goalkeeper is not going to be looking around to, to see what's going on. But, you know, God knows what he was thinking because it's quite audible that uh, the Reading fans were shouting man on and he, he did it. But thank God he did. Um, and Harry still has to turn and put it away and uh, the goalkeeper got close to him but um, yeah wonderful thing I mean <laughs> we're here at the presentation evening and that goal uh, the voting's closed so that goal is not going to be counted into the goal of the season yeah. voting and you know the, I think we're all quite predicting what the goal of the season's going to be tonight um, and by the time listeners hear that they'll know but had those two go- goals gone up against each other, who wins that one? That's an interesting debate. It is. I know which one's going to be shown more because that goal is going to be on every single bloopers DVD <laughs> at the end of the season. Uh, sorry, at the, uh, the Christmas. Um, You'd just hate to be that goalkeeper, wouldn't you? You would. Yeah. But I mean, I suppose to be fair to him, he's made a blind in saving the second half, hasn't he? So I suppose, did, did, did they leave it, level well, themselves out? I don't know. But As I said to you uh, uh, earlier, Kev, I, I watched the, the match back on iFollow with the Reading commentary and they were going on about um, how Nyland was playing for a contract and he might have just blown it with, with, with that with that error well, that's yeah. the thing though isn't yeah. it because everyone and I think but Nathan, he, had a, he had a good game apart from that yeah, he did longer I think it was a great save from in Jerome. Nathan's pre-match press conference Jeff Doyle was going to get on to this kind of um, <laughs> question but Nathan shut him down about players having people something to play for and things he actually wiped him out before um, he got anywhere near asking the question but they do people are out of contract and they do have things to play mm. for I mean you look mm. at our goalkeeper in the game um, Ingram Matt, Matt Ingram he's given up his honeymoon now you know I mean this is what football means to these people it's, it's you know you've got to prepare, prepare for next season he's not got a contract at all next season he may see the next two weeks as a shop window to get either a better contract for himself or even a contract here. Mm-hmm. He's come here for a reason. He's doing the job. And, you know, someone's always got something to play for. And so fair play to Reading and, and, and everything like that. But, you know, it's, it, it, it was what it was. Um, positives from yesterday, James. Two massive positives. Jordan Clark, 90 minutes. Absolutely fantastic. And the return of Sonny Bradley. Yeah, it's fair to say... And I think he'll say by his own admission, since he had that hernia operation, his form has been 
in and out a little bit by his standards, but when so you needed three the, bouts of COVID as well, by yeah, the way, so yeah. When, that, when you needed your captain to stand up in a game like that yesterday, he stood up and he was counted. It was immense yesterday. I really thought he did. I know that um, in the stadium, uh, the man of the match award was given to Jerome, and he did put himself about a bit. Don't don't get me wrong, but I think Naismith in the stadium, it should have been Jerome though. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. It was on uh, Sky Sports, sorry, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I am stand corrected, but. Um, I thought Bradley was absolutely wonderful there because when you're right that Reading did put on a performance and did try and they had a little spell in the second half and when they did Bradley was there shutting them down and um, that's exactly what it needed and in fact the Sky Sports commentators were they were giving him a lot of credit saying I don't think Fulham would have scored seven if Bradley was there I was like no, maybe six or something like that they were fairly rampant but um, no he is he's a leader and um, he's a threat in both boxes isn't he so um, it's good to have him back but to have Alan Campbell back, you know, in the last podcast, we all voted for him as our player of the season. And we'll, we'll see what uh, the other voters come up to up for on the presentation evening tonight. But um, he is so, so important um, you know, to go over our ground and what we said in the last podcast. But he, he leads the press and that's so important in, in his tenaciousness and his fitness and his agility and <laughs> his ability with the ball now um, is, is so key into what Luton do. So... Um, to keep him and have him for the playoffs is a massive boost. And then to have Clark who can, you know, throw the ball from the eye of a needle when he wants to, um, is another, is another big plus because, uh, yeah, you're going to need to score now, aren't you? It's, it's, it's crunch time. Yeah. Um, the Sky commentator might have been right. Fulham might not have scored seven with Bradley in, but they definitely wouldn't have scored seven with Campbell in because of the energy and the uh, the pressing and everything mm. else that he does. Uh, another positive, James Bree. We thought he was done for the season. Didn't just play yesterday, played 90 minutes. Brilliant. Nearly scored in the second half, curling effort that just went wide. In a playoff series that's coming up where we don't know exactly who's fit and who isn't fit, to have now what you would call our established first-choice back five back, that's massive. It, it is, Kev, it is. And, and, and it was a, a great positive to see his name on the team sheet. And he had a good game as well. Um, but obviously, the playoff it's a, it are a lottery and you need your strongest players there. But it's good that we've got James Bree and Snodgrass, um, two dead ball experts. That could be so important over the course of the next two games at least. Um, so yeah, and he, he was unlucky not to get on the score sheet, as you said, with that shot where it just went wide. And with a free kick as well. So, um, you know, that that uh, right-hand side looked a lot stronger with him and, and, and Burke down there as well. Yeah, the uh, the Naismith to Bree Diag is uh, back in business and it's great to see. Okay then chaps, we've got a semi-final against Huddersfield on the horizon. Two massive games. If you've not if you've been hiding anywhere, home to Huddersfield on Friday night, seven forty five, Kenworth Road. Tickets are already available for that one. Um get on the uh, e-ticket in and get your ticket if you're eligible and then on the Monday the following Monday uh, the 16th we go to Huddersfield hopefully for the formalities of just wrapping up the tie and going to Wembley James how do you see the game we haven't scored against Huddersfield this season they weren't going to score against us until that freak goal at their place so are you expecting another two equally tight games yes I said in the last podcast I don't want to play them <laughs> because they're the team that um, they're very stubborn don't concede a lot of goals so it's going to be very tight and, and, and nervy you would think um, uh, and I guess the 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 key 
it's great that we that Clark is back and and um, Canberra's back, but uh, and Cornick obviously played as well, having not played against Fulham because um, he's on the bench putting it on. But so that's key. You, you want to have Elijah back for that, if if at all possible. Uh, you know, we don't know yet. He's he's been out since that um, Blackpool game. You want to have your best players because they don't concede a lot of goals. Um, luckily, Luton have uh, a fairly good record of keeping them out, 19 clean sheets. So that's a positive as well. So, you know, if you're, if you're a betting man, and I'm, I'm not, but I know you are, I would imagine uh, you, you don't go for a lot of goals in this contest. No, you wouldn't. The crazy thing is Ingram's the sixth goalkeeper that we've used this season and they've all kept a clean sheet, which is... Testament to the rest of the side, really, isn't it? They always say that it's all, you know, that you defend from the front and everything, and if anything confirms that, it's that. Tony, how do you see the two semi-finals? Yeah, obviously, we're at home in the first one. Capitalise on that. Uh, we've got to, uh, I think Harry mentioned it yesterday, we've got to capitalise on that first game. If we can get a lead to go to Huddersfield, then, you know, obviously, it's going to be packed at their place, but we can put some pressure on them because we've got our lead. They've got to come out at us, and we can hit them on the counter, sort of thing. Um... Yeah, it, it, they are going to be two really hard games and uh, uh, two sides that can be quite good defensively. The first game, we've we've got to definitely start on the front foot and we've got to be more ruthless and we've got to take these chances. Not like yesterday, the chance we had in the first minute and Jerome didn't take it. We've got to take those chances because I, I can't see us getting many chances against them. Um, we've got to keep it tight and we've got to make sure that the the, uh, the high pressure is working for us as well um, we need uh, we need Elijah really to because going forward yesterday it wasn't the same without him the last two games hasn't been the same if he's not there um, I'm sure that the front two whoever it will will give it their best shot but we have got to definitely be on the front foot and up for it as supporters we need to get behind them in the ground right from the word go like we did yesterday but as I said earlier it's a lottery the playoffs it can go either way and Luton are a much better prospect when we're the underdogs so um, for me I wanted to get in the playoffs and anything else above that is a bonus so win, lose, whatever, as far as I'm concerned, it's been a fantastic season and they've overachieved, exceeded all our expectations. But um, there's no reason why we can't do it because we are owed some goals against Huddersfield and we are owed a little bit of luck. Yeah, that we are. <laughs> uh, James, are we in a positive situation in that we've played a must-win game? As it turned out, it wasn't a must-win game, but it was viewed upon as a must-win game, uh, a game with quite a lot of pressure on it, whereas Huddersfield really cruised into the playoffs. They've never really had that kind of do-or-die sort of thing about them. So does it benefit us that come Friday night, we've played one of these games in this intense atmosphere and Huddersfield haven't? Yeah, I think you've got to take those positives where you can. Um, you're right. Uh, they, but I mean, there's no Huddersfield situation. They could have, they've obviously got in there with a couple of games to spare and could have, you know, rested people, tried some different things. It could work to their advantage in that way. But, um, I, 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 you'd like to think with, um, although Luton haven't, ha- haven't been in a playoff for a couple of years, you'd like to think they'd, 
they'd have learned from the last experience, particularly because they've got still got so many players and the management team is the same as back then. Uh, and we, we don't want that. Luckily, um, you won't get that last minute Blackpool feeling, uh, because the one downside of finishing sixth is that you're at home, you're first. at home first, which, which I like, uh, I agree with Tony. I think Luton are going to have to get a positive result at Kennel Throat to take up north and, not necessarily just defend because that's a silly ploy and I don't expect they'd do that, but to have that buffer and confidence and, and, and give them something to hold on to. Or make Huddersfield force the game, which... That, yeah, it's the other thing because they are tight. They aren't very adventurous. But if you get that maybe a 1-0 lead at the Kenilworth Road uh, and, and, and take it to uh, the second leg up there, maybe then they have to come out. Who knows? I, I don't know. Maybe then they have to come out and it's easier for Luton to hit them on the counter and that would play into Town's hands, I think. Um, so, you know, a lot does hinge on this and sometimes you say just don't lose the first leg, but I, I think Luton have to win it. Yeah, just a couple of rules to go through. There is no away goals in the playoffs, so whatever happens on Friday night, every goal at the Huddersfield will count exactly the same as on Friday night. There is VAR in the championship playoffs. It's going to cost us a pretty penny, but hopefully it will save us in the long run because some of these refereeing decisions are an absolute joke. Um, so there are a couple of rule things to go through um, and everything else. I think the best thing to do now is us three have given our views. Let's go and find some players and we'll get their views okay i'm joined by the hero of saturday harry cornick harry before i ask you about the season and the playoffs just talk me through yesterday obviously you turned into the pantomime act you saw the goalkeeper with the ball in his hands what happened from there uh yeah i just thought i saw an opportunity that he might throw it down and um make a mistake and he did so thankfully he made the mistake and i can uh yeah, score a nice goal and uh, help us uh, achieve the playoffs which is good this season everyone's told me that we've had on the podcast top six was the aim we've achieved it what a great achievement yeah I mean it's a great achievement for the club we believed at the start of the season that we we could do that and it's been a tough season it's been hard we've worked hard everyone down to the tee every player every coach bit of coaching staff the caterers every person's worked hard and we we deserve to be where we are but it doesn't stop now we've got a big three games now hopefully and uh, to do something really special it's a team game but individually this season's been fantastic for you yeah, it's been a good season for me personally. Uh, last year I didn't score many goals, so it's nice to get for you this year, but it's a, it's a team effort. Everyone's been so good this season. Everyone's played their part and everyone can be proud of what we've achieved so far. And Huddersfield, obviously we played them twice, two tough games. I'm guessing you're expecting no different? Yeah, it'd be a tough game. They're, they're good at what they do. They're a very compact side. They like to sit deep and hit on the counter-attack, so we've played them twice. I don't think we've beat them yet. They're a good team. It's going to be tough, but if we get Kenny Rock in, we should have a great chance. Well, in 97, we played Crew in the playoffs. We beat them 6-0 and drew 0-0 in the league fixtures, and they beat us in the playoffs. So let's have the reverse of that, eh? That'll be spot on. Come on. I'm joined by Cal Naismith. Cal, um, obviously we've got the playoffs to come, but first of all, what an achievement this season's been so far. Yeah, look, I'm glad you started on that. Everyone wants to look ahead to the playoffs and ask if we can do it, and of course that's a question on everyone's lips, but I think it's important to recognise the achievement, how well the lads have done. Um, incredible. I just want all the fans to go and enjoy it now with our friends, family, get together. Enjoy this moment, uh, recognise what the, the staff, the fans, the team have done together to get here because 
it's been incredible but yeah as you rightly say what an achievement and looking ahead to Friday obviously Saturday the atmosphere was fantastic it'll be exactly the same on Friday the crowd just hopefully going to inspire you guys one more time yeah look we've got an amazing connection with the fans at Kenilworth Road it's, it's a fortress for us we love playing there every time I go out onto the pitch there and I know the lads are the same I feel confident I feel in a good place I feel at home it is a home and uh, yeah I think it's an advantage to us starting at home because it just allow us to feel our way into the playoffs and uh, see what it's all about and it allow us to settle into the tie well and outside the camp we're little old looting up against three giants is that going to help us as well? Um, yeah, it could it could do it could inspire us on. Look, we against all odds, as they say, the underdog. And but us in the the change room, we're quietly confident. Look, as we've touched on, it's an amazing achievement to get where we are. But we're an ambitious group. We don't want to stop here. We'll do absolutely everything this week to prepare the absolute best we can. And then over the two ties, we'll leave it all out there. Sunny, um, yesterday final whistle captain's armband on your arm return to the side you're in the playoffs how did it feel? Yeah obviously that's uh, you summed it all quite nicely there um, obviously that felt amazing uh, I, uh, look I think it was quite obvious you know from the outside look, if you looked at me as an individual I was in a world of pain that last 10 minutes you know it felt like I haven't played 90 minutes for a good few weeks you know last time I think it was Huddersfield away I think in between then you know I've, I've been sent off and I've come off with injury so look to come through it um, it's brilliant. I feel I feel good now going into Friday, but look, I think overall it's a feeling. Um, it was just um, an overriding feeling, like being proud. I, I was proud more than anything, you know, to not to have the armband on necessarily, but just to be part of part of this group. And when we went round and we celebrated with, with the fans at the end, you know, it's obviously there's a lid on it a little bit because you know we've still got a still got a way to go, but. It's an amazing feeling, you know, my family out there as well, my little boys with me and to make the playoffs, as we've spoken about already, I think it's a, a fantastic achievement. Something I really liked is that uh, Sky grabbed you straight after uh, the final whistle and you were on the pitch and they had an in- interview and the first question I think, I don't know if you remember this, was something along the lines of, did you ever think you could be here at the start of the season? And you just went, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... I, like I said on the outside I don't think anyone really gives us a chance and I think pe- when people talk to us I think they expect us to be a little bit surprised in, the, in where we are but from, from our point of view we, we fully I can't really say we fully expected to be in this position but we've worked towards being in this position and I'm not just talking about this season I'm talking about probably over the last over the last few years you know we've, we've built up nicely you know we, we survived the first year in the champ you know second year talking about last season we finished mid-table 12 and then this summer we've strengthened again we've got, um, we've got even better um, and like I said I, I think the gap speaks about it as well you know we're, you know, we're um, evolving in a way and we're going through going through the, the process at the minute but um, yeah look what we're doing at the minute with the strength and power that we've got in the team it's it's unbelievable and we've got a real real shot now of getting promoted because for me the season doesn't stop now um, yeah it's all good we're in the playoffs um, that's fantastic but we're three games away from the Premier League and some of us in this squad not all of us because there's some young talent in the squad that I have no doubt will go on and play in the Premier League but the likes of myself and a few others you know, a few of the older boys I won't mention um, it could be our last chance of uh, potentially playing in the Premier League at that shot so we're going to give it everything um, I think we've done that all season we give 100% and 
we're hoping now it's three more games and we're hoping we can we can win all three. I'm here with James Bree. I'll tell you what, James, it's a good job this is an audio podcast because that's some shirt. <laughs> I've got it all out tonight. I'm uh, trying my hardest. Uh, it's my, my summer shirt. I thought uh, we might have had the uh, holidays coming up, so I, I bought some just in case. But uh, it's nice. I'm trying that. <laughs> uh, to football matters, though. Um, y- yesterday, great day for the club. You came back into the side. We all thought that your season was over after that tackle at Cardiff. Um, it must have been great to get back out there. Did you, did, at the time, did you think that that was the case or how did the injury go? Yeah, I think um, obviously after the Cardiff game, my initial thoughts and how it felt, like it, it, it didn't, I didn't feel great and I was, um, I was quite scared after I had, my, I had an MRI scan and got the results back and it didn't look, it didn't look great, but it just in myself, it felt okay and um, obviously all the physio staff have looked after really well. I've had, um, had a couple of injections in it and um, yeah, it's gone really well. I think I was still on crutches, could barely walk five days ago, and so to play yesterday was was a little bit of a push. But obviously, um, we got out there, and it was it was it was a little bit sore, but I managed it well. And obviously, we we won the game, so that's the most important thing. So um, should be fine going into the next couple. I, I passed by you uh, during the Blackpool game. You had your foot in a boot, so I, yeah, I'm yeah. amazed. At what? How did they get you back onto the pitch? Honestly. Um, and the swelling, the swelling on it was crazy. And I went into London and had um, a PRP injection, which I don't actually know what what it does or what it is. But um, after that, I just started getting the feeling that the swelling went down. And I think it was just a case of the the position and the situation we're in as a team. Um, obviously, trying to rush players back and get back in. I just obviously I wanted to play and big important game. I think I need I needed to be back in the in the staff and the players. Lads want me back, so. Um, just pushed myself, um, like I said, got out of the boot five days ago, straight onto the, um, onto the treadmill, ran at 80%, straight back onto the grass and then trained with the lads. And Obviously, I had, had little niggles and it was quite sore, but I just had to get through it and do it for the team. Is, is that what it's going to be now to get through these potentially three games? Is it sort of injection? And, uh, I think um, I, should, I should be okay now, fingers crossed um, how everything's gone. We're all really happy with it and um, I feel strong within myself. Um, I had a few tests yesterday in the game, like few tackles and that which I hadn't done before and I got through them okay so um, yeah like I said fingers crossed uh, everything goes well in the next couple of games and then uh, if and when we get to the final uh, I'll be alright for them as well I'm joined by uh, town star left back Amari Bell Amari what a season we've had yeah you know it's been, it's been a great season so far and uh, we're just hoping that we can go all the way you know the, we've got the playoffs uh, coming up so yeah, the boys uh, we're, we're staying confident and um, yeah we're just staying positive and we just want to go all the way uh, to the final and win that and get promoted you joined us on the podcast earlier in the season you told me top six was the goal amongst the squad so to have achieved it you must be over the moon yeah, 100%. But, um, you know, all the boys, we believed it from the very first moment. So, um, you know, it's credit to all of us, uh, not just the, the players, but, you know, the staff, uh, people behind the season, all that as well. Um, you know, we set our targets and uh, we've reached them. So um, uh, it's part one done, uh, part two to go. Yeah, I saw you mention that on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, fantastic. Let's look ahead to the playoffs. And obviously the atmosphere on Saturday was fantastic. It's going to be replicated on Friday. It's just going to be a great, uh, great night. 100% um, but you know not just uh, yesterday but um, throughout the whole season you know the fans have been superb with us um, and you know I've, I've just loved uh, every moment playing in front of them um, you know when uh, when we're at the Kenny you know it's rocking and you know it gives, a, it gives us a good advantage so um, yeah let's look forward to Friday night 
we've now got the man who kicks who he wants, uh, Henry Lansbury. First of all, Henry, um, that song, obviously, you've taken to the Luton fans really well with your sort of aggressive tackling in the heart of the midfield. Uh, your relationship with the fans, how's it been? Yeah, it's been fantastic. Um, like Al said, receiving his award, playing at home, they are the 12th man, and it really gives us a kick going into the games. Now we've got to be on the front foot and, like I say, kicking people and getting, letting them know they're at the Kenny. So nice, but they've been fantastic all year. And uh, just one last push in a couple of games, and uh, fingers crossed we can do it. When you arrived at the club, uh, there's all this talk about Nathan gives presentations to players and things like that. Did you actually think that what we've achieved was possible? Yeah, definitely. Definitely after speaking to the gaffer. I know, uh, obviously, I know Chris Cohen very well, and uh, I spoke to him beforehand. And he said, the boys are really onto something and the gaffer really wants to do something special. And I said, well, maybe a part of it then. And uh, sat down with Nathan. And we was both on the same same train and uh, there's only one place we want to go and that's the Premier League. And of course, we're three games away from that. I'll ask you about the playoffs shortly, but your first season at the club overall, you've played an awful lot of football, which I'm guessing is what you came here to do. How would you f- reflect on your season and the season that the boys have had? Uh, personally, I think... Uh, probably done better but um, you know I think it's building time with the boys it's going to take more than more than just coming in through the door and playing um, overall the team has been unbelievable it's been fantastic I think you can see it in every game we give it our all every time and that's that's the minimum you can ask for and when you get a team spirit like we've got here it's a, it's a tough team to beat and on Saturday, of course, we had one of those kind of pressure situations that we had to win. The fans were uh, willing you on from day one, which I'm guessing is exactly what's going to happen on Friday night. Um, how important were the fans on Saturday? And, and how, how do you reflect on just the, you know, the fact that we won the game? I know that now that we look back on it, we ne- didn't necessarily need to, but we've got some momentum to go into those playoffs with. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, like I said, the fans, fans help us massively. As soon as the Kenny starts rocking, there's no better atmosphere. They're so close to the pitch and you can hear every word that's shouted and it really gives you, that energises you to really kick on and do it for yourself and do it for them and obviously your teammates. But um, no, they'll be vital coming on Friday and uh, we just hope we get a place rocking and hope we can give them something to smile about. As I said, you've won promotion through the Championship playoffs with Aston Villa. Is there one sort of thing that you think can be the difference in these tight games? I think it comes down to sticking together, sticking to the game plan. Obviously, we'll stick to the gaffer's game plan. And uh, he's got most of them right this year. So we can't can't go and start to play a different way. We, we are Luton Town. We play the way we play. And let's just carry that on for the last uh, couple of games. I'm joined by town midfielder Rob Snodgrass. Um, Robert, first of all, welcome to Luton Town. It's the first time we've had a chance to speak to you. How are you finding time at the club? Yeah, it's, um, it's been it's been really eventful, to be honest. We have a lot of, sort of ups and downs in a short space of time. Um, but a really enjoyable one. Um, one that I've uh, soaked my eyes up, really, to see... Um, obviously, the lads spoke on the stage there about how how together everybody is you know it's, it's, it's really great to see it's, um, it's great to be part of it and it's uh, it's great to see the connection with the fans and the players um, and it's uh, I said this before um, an interview I did before for the club it's very unique you know that you see this um, and it's like you know really enjoying because the club has um, 
uh, went went down the levels and then now coming back up. So much more like, appreciative of the, obviously the situation we're in, you know. So, and it's and it's great. And I think that sometimes it needs to happen like that for you to appreciate um, and to bounce back stronger. And I think that's what's happening. I think we're, you know, we're seeing a, a club that's you know always want to try and push for that one percent. Always try to push for it to be better. And and I think that's great. But what, one thing I've been really impressed with is. Even when things go against, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. We, we bounce back, you know. We seven 0 we get beat, a very shock um, defeat in a, in a game where, I'll be honest, we have not seen, I've never seen that phase. And then we just bounce back, and you know, just in the click of a finger, we get the victory. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's great to see, to be honest. And you've obviously won promotion through the playoffs um, in the championship with Hull. Is there one sort of thing that you need to win the playoffs? Is there one certain thing that you think if you've got that, you you stand well? Yeah, listen, take your chances. Take your chances when they come. Um, and concentration levels. And you know, can you can you say to yourself, can we keep you know clean, clean sheets in all the games? That, that's the most important thing. You need to push yourself to um, take your chances when they come. Keep clean sheets. Uh, and as I say, your concentration levels. Uh, I think I don't know how accurate this is. I don't know if there's VR in the in the. Um, so I think that will probably help them both sides for it to get uh, decisions right because some of the decisions we've had against us um, have been have been difficult. Um, but as I said, they need help, and I think it's it's right that they do this. Um, and as I say, it's uh, it's one that you know I feel as if as you said, you know, it's, whatever happens is a bonus, but. That, that's not the way. That's not the way we're feeling. That's not the way we're thinking. We, 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 all the hard work for um, for not to try and throw it away at this point. Basically, um, concentration levels will be bang on. We have a good week of training and approach the game like as I say to you, um, like cup finals. Um, the, the gaffer will stress that as three cup finals because that's what it is to get this club to the Premier League will be a massive achievement for everybody involved. I'm joined by the town Rolls Royce at the back of the defence, uh, Rhys Burke. Rhys, your first season at the club, has it exceeded expectations? Uh, uh, well, before I signed, um, obviously speaking to Nathan before I, before I made the decision to come here, um, as I said back then, everything he said was, was appealing to me and the way he wanted to do things and um, his ambitions and achievements he wanted to, to achieve um, were, were higher and um, he did he did mention about promotion um, obviously we like, we watched the video today um, and he said it there so but yeah no nah, um, do you know what I mean it's been like that from the start um, nothing but higher standards and uh, work hard and, and, and push on and I think that's what we've done all season and to be fair it's no surprise um, that we're in the playoffs um, but hopefully we, we can carry on and do something special this season when we had you on the podcast earlier in the season Season. I told you you were going to put one in the top bin. You happened to do it against Chelsea, albeit by your head, but it was still in the top corner. What a night that was! Yeah, no, one one I'm not going to forget. Do you know what I mean, it's not often you can go around and say you scored against Chelsea. Um, so yeah, no, it's a proud moment for me. Obviously, getting another uh, another goal for the club, but my family were there, so another uh, good memory for them. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just a little bit disappointed I got one in the league yet. Um, but hopefully, uh, get one in the playoffs or maybe at Wembley. <laughs> well, if we're calling playoffs cups, you are the cup man. Cambridge, Chelsea, you know, one more maybe. I actually think uh, my record in the FA Cup is quite good uh, getting goals so um, yeah as I say hopefully hopefully I can play a, play a part and hopefully I can get another one um, to help, help towards the team uh, to, to succeed and, and, and go where we want to go so and looking ahead to Friday and Monday you must be really excited what an opportunity we've got now yeah no I'm looking forward to Friday at the Kenny um, obviously 
first game at, at home I think it's a bit uh, big advantage for us and hopefully we can make the most of it um, playing in front of our fans because we play well at home um, and as I say I've said it to everyone it's not an easy place to come uh, for position so no, hopefully we can uh, start start well um, and get the right result and then obviously go to their ground on, on Monday and finish it off uh, here with Danny Hill another presentation evening awards um, you joined the club in League 2 you're now three games away from the Premier League potentially how's that feel? When I signed, the gaffer promised we'd do it a year earlier, so I'm a bit gutted we're still only in a championship. No, seriously, um, it's beyond your like, wildest. I mean, you can say and you could talk about it all you want, but no one would have believed it, you know, it would, it would happen. And like you say, six years ago, sitting in League Two or whatever. So, you know, it's been an amazing journey, unbelievable journey, one that we're, we're enjoying, but, you know, the biggest few weeks of our lives ahead of us you know so let's um let's try and finish it off and you know hopefully fingers crossed we can achieve the un the unthinkable so many players still in this squad that were around in that last playoff that uh wasn't so successful in blackpool but to be here now with the chance to go up to the playoffs um that's quite remarkable after you know those, those sorts of scenes that we witnessed yeah, do you know what? James Shea sent me that um, video of that playoff game about two days ago. It must have been on Sky Sports. You're watching it in bed, and it's still, it's still sent back horrible memories because that was one of the, my worst moments in football. That, and I, I never forget. So to go on, you know, and, and achieve the sort of success that we've had over the last few years, but you know, it'll be a brilliant occasion. Brilliant if we can finish it right you know it's been a, regardless it's been a brilliant season anyway everyone can be proud supporters everyone to do with Luton Town can be really proud of themselves but you know if we can go and achieve that sort of go one step further and achieve that promotion um, and there's no reason why we can't there's no reason why we're, we're not sort of just sitting resting now and thinking we've achieved playoffs we can sort of have a free hit now we, we, we're going to have a real go at this and it's something that we believe we can achieve so fingers crossed we can um finish it off properly and give everyone involved with Luton Town fans and everyone you know something really to cheer about Dan Potts we just have uh, been to the uh, awards event um, plenty of uh, awards for your defensive colleague uh, Cal Naismith and others um, but it's a day after the club qualified for the playoffs the championship playoffs what does that mean to you? Um, it's, it's everything really um, it's been touched on a lot tonight um, sort of echo the words of everyone really um, it was it was the plan at the start of the year um, probably everyone thought we were lunatics for thinking it but it just goes to show the sort of togetherness listen I've been here a long time I know the club inside out or at least I like to think I do um, and there's there's no hard luck stories there's no um, I think everything we've got this year is the sort of deserved and that's because of the way the club is run and everyone that's inside and uh, within the club um, just sort of been yeah filled with a lot of pride really yeah that's the thing you, you, you've been here since League 2 League 1 Championship now Championship Playoffs there's been a lot of talk about the progression every year that's clear for everybody to see but you've experienced it all just, just what's that been like yeah this is the thing I think like from the outside looking in everyone oh, it looks like it's just been such a great progression but listen um, I'm started off Eli way them sort of days training ground there oh, I mean that's a blast from the past uh, season yeah with John Steele and that and obviously myself and Pelly were there then um, 
and sort of looking in you can sort of see the progression but to actually see it from the inside and have that experience of it um, I'd be I'd be surprised if there's been anything like it in football um, in that sort in, in such a short amount of time to do what the club has done um, and it has been sort of baby steps but at the same time they have sort of come together to be big steps um, and to be a championship playoffs is yeah it's um, it's, a, it's a big deal what, what insight can you give to, to people that, that, that having been there for so long that, that, that explains in some way how the club have done this you know what it, like listen obviously a football team you need you listen talent you know what I mean there's obviously talent there's been a lot of talented players that we've had that have come and gone um, but I think it's just like a group of like, human beings group of people I mean I've, I've, I've met friends for life um, people that I'll sort of never forget and that's not just players as well sort of staff you look obviously Mick you look Simon the physio Darren Cook Masseuse Kev Dearden these people have been here since I joined and they really are sort of the backbone of the club obviously the board as well um, and then obviously for the players that have come in um, just the credit to the club the credit to sort of football in general I think and I, I sort of prime, I, I find myself really lucky to have been a part of that as well from the sort of day them sort of early days League 2 and even the times before in the conference obviously I wasn't a part of that but I speak to a lot of people here who um who experienced that and they sort of said that and they, they always mention it so this, the journey is even more than what I've experienced um, listen it's just yeah it's like it's, nights like this is like a lot of pride to sort of um, to know how far the club's come in that sort of short it's not it's been a long time but at the same time in football seven years or five years from League 2 to to Championship playoffs is um, it's a short amount of time Okay, I'm joined by the man who's made this all happen this season, the boss, Nathan Jones. Nathan, firstly, thank you for a brilliant ride. It's been fantastic. Thankfully, we're not done yet. No, look, we've we've achieved the first part of the, the, the goal, really, in terms of reaching the playoffs. Um, now, you said, you know, it's the second part of that to, to try and get through and, and then get to Wembley. And uh, that's, that's the next stage of it now. So it's been a great season, but it's been something we planned for, something we we envisaged something we strove for and and we've managed to achieve that we spoke before the season started we had you on the podcast and we went through the squad and you told me you had full belief and that the goal was the top six so to achieve it just how special is that yeah very very special because when when you set your your sights on something and you achieve it you know you're very proud of that but when it's as bold as what we we did because no one outside of of, of, of Luton Town Football Club would believe that that was achievable for us so when we've done it it was quite phenomenal and uh, I'm, I'm really really proud of everyone everyone involved the club supporters players staff because it, it has to be because we're stronger together and, and, and if we're not together then we, we're not as strong as others who have rely more on individuals we saw quotes at the start of the night about how we've been written off outside of Luton this season has that spurred everyone on? Nah, I think that just just part and parcel of it no one likes no one likes losing and no one likes especially likes losing to Luton so it's just one of those things and, and people people it's not so much right in the soft I just think some have been 
a little condescending, a little bit too us, but patronising to little old Luton. But we've we've managed to build a reputation now where I, I'm not just sure anyone takes us lightly. And we don't take anyone else lightly, and we're certainly not going to take Huddersfield lightly. What are you expecting from these two games? Well, it's tough games, tough games. We haven't we haven't beaten them this season yet, which is something we can't really say. Fulham is probably the only other one. Birmingham. Uh, there's not many that we haven't beaten so we know they're going to be a tough side they're a very organised side you know they've done a great job the manager so it's going to be real tough and, and playoffs are like a lottery anyway so it's going to be lots of ups and downs and uh, as I said but we're looking forward to it I mean there's been a sense that the journey has uh, you know the first part of the journey has been achieved but we're not finished yet there is still a promotion to be had and if we get this promotion we'll have accomplished what you said two years ago after we beat Blackburn we'll be a Premier League team you'll be the man to take us into the Premier League have you thought about what that would mean? Uh, not yet look I know it'll be the most, one of the most amazing achievements it'll obviously be the greatest thing I've ever ever achieved but um, we, we have to concentrate on the next game the next game's the important one um, so we can't jump ahead of that and, and stuff. I know in the background we don't like doing it, but there are ongoing things which which have to happen to ensure that if it, it, it does happen, then then we have the infrastructure in place to, to be able to go into the league. So so we know that those things are happening, but but for us it's just all about concentrating on training tomorrow, preparing for Huddersfield Friday whatever we have to do it could be a different approach to the second leg or whatever so so all we got to do is take the next game and that's a cliche but it's true when these dates were announced for the playoffs there was a nighttime game in the first leg and an afternoon game in the first leg we've got the nighttime game is that just what we wanted well we'd, we'd rather play at home at night so that's that's the main thing um, and then you know we wouldn't want the afternoon tie on a Saturday and then the away tie to be at night somewhere else so we're, we're, we're pleased with that um, but Look, it's two ninety minutes. And it could be longer, um, and, and over two games, we, we, we you know we're, we're a good side. So, so we're really looking forward to it. Um, we've earned our place in that because uh, I said our numbers all year have been top six at least. Um, so again, we've we've justified our place, and we're really looking forward to the, the, the challenge. And we're looking forward to it as fans. This ride has been fantastic. Thank you so much for leading us on this ride. Yeah. We're delighted it's not over yet. We wish you the very best of luck over the next week, and hopefully three weeks today we're all at Wembley with scenes like yesterday celebrating once again yeah thank you it's up so in God's will it is as well cheers thank you Okay, chaps, so just let's close this podcast. We've just heard from a few of the players there that are going to do us proud over the next week or so. Tony, um, I mean, he's just said it prior to us going and getting the players. Whatever happens now, it's a bonus. It's been a fantastic season. Uh, We know these boys are going to give everything they've got for the next 180 minutes of football. We wish them all the very best and we'll be proud of them, whatever happens. Definitely, definitely. Um, They continue to make us proud. Um, it's so much fun being a Luton fan, you know, with the roller coaster we've been on, and we're on a high at the moment. But there's no end to this road, and uh, there's no reason why we can't win these playoffs. And James, we'll wrap this up just before all of the uh, events tonight start. And the cutlery starts flying. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, yeah, I'm getting a bit nervous about all the people with their plates and everything coming around us. With glasses as well. It's been a memorable journey, yeah. and it's just not quite over yet. That's exactly it. It's been a hell of a season. It really has. It's been so exciting. I didn't. I didn't predict this, even though the players did. I didn't see it, so I, I eat a massive slice of humble pie there and say what do I know 
Um, and yeah, you've just got to enjoy it. But that's what we've been saying the whole time. Just enjoy what's going on because, um, you know, I, I think we mentioned in the previous podcast, there's a lot of times where you get to these periods of success and you say, well, enjoy it because you don't know how often they're going to come around. But they come around nearly every season at the minute for Luton. Mm. You know, with, with the exception of last season where it was, you know, fairly comfortable and nothing to play for at the end of it. Uh, and so I think that that, I expect that will continue, you know, regardless of what happens. Um, you know, nobody, nobody is going to give Luton a hope in this. Nobody. And that is just what we want. This club's been fantastic for so long. It's been absolutely incredible this season. We're so proud of everything that's been achieved this season. We uh, we don't need to urge everyone to get behind the players for these next two games. Everyone's going to be up for it. It's going to be an electric atmosphere under the lights on Friday and we'll give it our all on Monday. So enjoy both of these games and we hope to be back with you in a week or so's time preparing and previewing for a Wembley final. But if we're not, we'll reflect on the season at the end of the season uh, as what has been a, a magical ride regardless of what happens so gents thanks for previewing these playoffs everyone who's going to either of these two games loud proud and give everything you've got because these boys deserve everything that we've got that we can give them so uh, let's just round this off with come on you atters yeah,